High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, what determines a tip amount? Is it a must tip, considering that some restaurant employees do earn their salaries through tips? So we will be now looking at unpack, well, unpacking the culture of tipping and how that... Um, how that is carried out, how that is recognized here in South Africa. Joining us now on the line is Kane Pretorius, who's an etiquette consultant at the School of Etiquette. Kane, a very good afternoon to you, and thank you for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Michael. Thanks for having me. No, how great. are you doing? All good. All good, Kane. Great, great to have you on board and looking forward to discussing this because, yeah, many people are now out and about. Everybody is going about their business. We've broken that COVID stigma. We are eating out. Uh, we are going to restaurants and what have you. So, as I mentioned, uh, looking at the tipping culture in South Africa, which is one of the things we're going to be looking at. What is the country's stance on tipping as it stands right now? What should we be doing? What we should what should we be aware of? Okay, so our tipping stance, it is absolutely necessary to tip in most service industries. Right. Absolutely. Purely because, you know, a lot of these staff, these service staff, are not actually being paid enough to actually survive. So they make their living, you know, uh, off the tips that they actually receive. So it is vital that you tip. Okay, so what percentage, Kane, is one, uh, does one expect here? Because I, I recall at one stage, uh, for the United States, for example, would, lo- would look at an average of 10% of your bill. So what are we looking at here? So we are also looking in the realm of 10 to 20%, depending on, first of all, two things. So the first is the level of service you actually receive from the person. Did they have a bright, sunny disposition when they were serving you? Were you well, happy? Did they give you a memorable experience? That's right. the first. Okay. And then the second thing is the amount of uh, actually service they're delivering you. So, I mean, sometimes you might get a restaurant for a number of hours. Yes. You have a big party that's with you and the person is serving you constantly, in which case, you know, the tip needs to reflect that level of service that you're actually receiving. So it's two parts. So 10 to, well, sorry, 10 to 20% is what you're looking at, depending on the level 20%, of service. 10 to 20%, okay. 10% is the minimum. And from, from your experience, from what you're observing, are South Africans adhering to this or is it like, uh, you know, like a personal decision, so to speak, or will they'll be, they're somewhat rather flippant or, or ignorant to it, but they, or in, as opposed to being considerate towards what you've just outlined now. How does the, how does, how do South African consumers uh, look upon this at the moment? Well, from my, uh, well, from my perspective of what I've actually seen and viewed, it all depends on the industry that you're actually in. So mm-hmm. generally when it comes to restaurants, people tend to tip quite generously. They do the minimum of 10%. That's what I've seen. Right. Um, but it all depends. Sometimes when they have really great service or they've used the, the service staff for quite a number of hours, mm-hmm. then they tend to pay a little bit more. So I've seen that's become the, the norm. However, I do observe that it's not something that people always tend to do in other industries. Like, for example, with petrol station attendants and car yes. guards and that sort of thing. Right. You know, there's a lot of industries where you should still be tipping. That a lot of people I notice from South Africa are still not particularly getting the hang get, getting the hang of. Okay, but uh, Kane, when you talk about tipping, sorry, Kane, are you there? I am. Oh, you are. Okay, sorry. It just went a bit blank at the stage. We have been having gremlins running around in our studios as of late, no just making problem. sure you're still on board. When it comes to tipping, okay, I know we've moved on from the restaurant issue, but now it comes to car guards. Look, as you say, people are struggling out there. We're all battling to make ends meet. We're looking to make a living, but... Uh, 
uh, I have received, and actually I've also been on the receiving end of this and uh, speaking to people, that they can be very intimidating and expectant, uh, you know, like it's an entitlement to do, to be tipped. To, uh, yes. to look after your vehicle or what have you. You may, I mean, in this day and age of electronics and, and plastic, you, you won't necessarily have the money on you. Absolutely. That's what I'm finding is becoming mostly the point, especially with car guards. Mm. You know, you're just not carrying cash with you. You don't have actual silver in your car. So it becomes quite an issue and it becomes quite an awkward moment. So in those instances, what I find, especially, you know, in certain places that I keep going to where, like, for example, my gym. Right. There's always some gentlemen who are always outside watching cars, and I don't always have uh, coins on me or some sort, something to actually tip them with just for watching my car. Right. But what I do find is that when I do have cash uh, every now and again, I just always give them like a, probably a bigger sum just so that you know it kind of covers. <laughs> in my mind, it covers a couple of a couple of the days that they've actually watched my car. Sure. But above that, you know, just a simple thing like being able to open the window and say thank you is another form of payment, you know. People don't actually seem to understand that when it comes to, you know, gratitude and showing appreciation in any service industry, one should never, even with even with the wait staff, restaurant staff, people who serve you in shops, don't just say thanks and walk out, especially if you received, received excellent service. Like, take the time to actually thank the person and thank them with a real reason, Dan. You know, thank you. You made this such a wonderful experience for me today. I'm really, um, you know, quite blown away by sure. how the service, you know, something like... And in most instances, um, like I actually had today, you know, I, I went to an eye store today. And when I was at the eye store, I received such great uh, service today, by the way, they actually helped me fix my computer, that I actually asked them if there was a way that I could review their staff. So that's another way of showing, you know, some sort of appreciation without having to, like, physically tip people. You can go in, you Indeed. know, log onto their websites, log onto their whatever platform they've got, and actually give feedback on the service you got from the person right. who helped you. Kane, let me, sorry, Kane, let me, let me expand on that, what you've just said. Uh, my producer's just uh, slotted in a question here for me to throw <laughs> by you. We're uh, talking about, well, I broached that, that issue about so many people not really carrying cash around anymore. We're in the age of plastic. Uh, would tipping with cart machines be the future in tipping, perhaps? You know, I must tell you, Michael, I've mm-hmm. often thought about that myself. Right. Actually, you know, I've, I've, I've thought about it. In, I mean, it would be completely convenient. Um, so I do see, I suppose, something like that coming up in the, in, the, in the long run. I don't know. But I honestly couldn't say from my side. I'm not sure what the, what the viability of it would be in terms of them holding something to actually right. capture some sort of electronic payment. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't say, but it would be very convenient for a lot of people. And I think they would gain more tips if they did find a way around that. Well, let's see how that uh, culture, how that mechanism can find its way into future operations, shall we say, uh, yes, and daily life uh, activity. Uh, Kane, I came across a few um, t- uh, terms regarding tipping. Uh, I don't want to put you on a spot, but uh, <laughs> there's, there's four of them, and I, just, I was just very curious as to exactly sure. what they mean. We've got guilt tipping, tipping fatigue, tip creep, and viral tip shaming and tipflation. <laughs> Sorry, there wasn't left of one there. So all these terms, I, and I found it just fascinating to just go through, you know, the background of tipping earlier on when my producer arranged for you to come on board, just to get some yeah. background into the tipping culture. <laughs> well, both here and abroad. Hopefully we can still get to, you know, a chat about what it looks like abroad. But for now, guilt tipping, tipping fatigue, tip creep, viral tip shaming and tipflation. What are these? <laughs> Well, I must tell you, it's the first time I'm actually hearing of these terms myself. Okay. I mean, but just listening to two or three of them, I could probably hazard a guess as to what they entail. I mean, 
tip guilt. You, oh, sorry, what did you say? Well, guilt, guilt, uh, guilt tip tipping, fatigue. guilt tipping, <laughs> tipping fatigue, oh, tip creep. Yeah, so tipping <laughs> fatigue would probably be in the instance where you're just, you know, like let's say you're getting into the shops. You're having lunch at the shops, you're going into different places, you're constantly having to tip, pay, go right. as you go along. And right. by the end of it, you're probably just like, I've probably spent like somewhere between 50 and 100 percent just in my, you know, mm, uh, mm, journey mm, towards mm. what I was doing and going back. So right. in that instance, I would imagine that's what tipping fatigue is. And tipping guilt, I suppose, would be, you know, when you feel like somebody's watched your car and you have to drive away, <laughs> right. but you're feeling so right, guilty right, that right. you need to give something. So that's what I would anticipate. Well, that's what I would Kane, can I just come in there very quickly? Sorry, we are heading sure. to half past the hour. Would you mind holding on? We just need to cross over to uh, Laura Jersky, who's going to give us uh, the news headlines quickly. If we can just if you can just hold on, we'll come back and resume the conversation. If that's okay with you. Absolutely. Looking thanks so. To it. Thanks so much. Kane Pretoria is talking to us about uh, the culture of tipping. Hope you're enjoying the chat so far. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Oh, Laura will be ringing us a full news update at the top of the hour. If you've just joined us, welcome to the 101.9 Hi FM afternoon overdrive. I'm Michael McKenna. Joining us on the line is Kane Pretorius, who's an etiquette consultant at the School of Etiquette. We're unpacking the culture of tipping in South Africa, and I kind of like put Kane on a spot. I can't remember now where exactly we left off, which uh, term we would define it. Uh, just to go through it again, guilt tipping, tipping fatigue, tip creep, viral tip shaming, and tipflation. Kane, thanks so much for holding on, and uh, yeah, let's just continue on that. But... Um, I think we got to, as you mentioned, it's pretty self-explanatory, most of them. And as you yeah. say, you didn't really come across these uh, tip, these tip uh, titles previously. But anyway, let's, yeah. leave, let's leave it up to the listeners as what, how, they, how they interpret that, because I always like their <laughs> feedback on what's happening here. Let's just move on to some other things I just wanted to run by you. So what unique sure. tipping cultures elsewhere can we expect abroad? So, sorry, I didn't catch that question. Tipping cultures abroad, overseas. What kind of tipping cultures are we experiencing abroad? What have you experienced in that sense in comparison to South Africa? How do we differ? Okay, so one thing you always want to do when traveling to another country is you always want to Google how etiquette changes from environment to environment. That's one of the things we always have to stipulate uh, when it comes to our courses that we host at the School of Etiquette. Right. We like to stipulate that. Etiquette changes from environment to environment. So one standard of behavior in one place doesn't necessarily mean that it will be polite behavior somewhere else. So a clear example of that, I mean, like in America, in South Africa, the culture is pretty similar in terms of they expect tips for it within any sort of service industry. Whereas if you go to right. a lot of cultures, countries in Asia, you'll experience that tipping might just come across as quite rude, like for Japan, for example. Okay. is one of the countries where tipping might not be uh, necessary, especially when it comes to restaurants, you know, it would go against their culture. So as a rule of thumb, what we always say is you always generally want to Google or research mm-hmm. what would be considered respectful and polite right. behavior in a different culture before you actually go there. Indeed. So yeah. tell us, okay, so I'm not going to keep you any longer. You'll be rid of me in a few minutes, okay? <laughs> just one more thing I just wanted to ask you about uh, the School of Etiquette. Tell us more about this. What does it entail? What is it all about? All right. So at the School of Etiquette, what we actually do is we teach people how to feel comfortable in any social or professional environment Mm -hmm. by teaching them how to behave appropriately, how to communicate and how to build relationships 
with whoever they meet, whether it's in a professional or social context, Indeed. to ensure that they are able to put their best foot forward and conquer any social anxiety they're feeling, make sure they show right. up and create the best possible impression in front of people. So that's what we actually do. And we have a number of courses that train people within those various fields that I just mentioned. Indeed. Kane, are we going to leave it there? I think I've, uh, I've captured you enough <laughs> for this point <laughs> in time. Thank you Thank you so much for at least holding on. At least we could just continue the conversation a little bit more about uh, the culture of tipping and exactly what you do. Of course, uh, the School of Etiquette, no doubt uh, you have a website that's very straightforward. Just go to School of Etiquette to find out more about uh, what you do as an as an etiquette consultant at the school. Am I correct, Kane? That's all anyone Absolutely. needs to do. Absolutely. They can right. also find us on Instagram and YouTube. Indeed. Kane, Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon and uh, giving us some background as to the tipping culture in South Africa and abroad, what are we expected to do, what we can expect to encounter, and uh, what are our obligations regarding that. Kane Pretorius, Etiquette Consultant at the School of Etiquette.